Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole. Today's episode is about reverse mortgages. So I think we're 140-something episodes through Ready for Retirement, and I was thinking back, I don't think we actually have an episode on reverse mortgages yet. So I think the time is now, and we'll certainly explore this. And this comes from a client and a listener. His name is Chris, and Chris sent in this question. He said, James, your podcast continues to educate me on how best to think about my retirement. Thank you for your concise guidance and great examples. I get something out of each episode. Now for my question. In one of your previous episodes, you talked about your home as a plan B when thinking about your financial options in retirement. That got me thinking. What is your opinion of reverse mortgages? Is that an option when it comes to plan B? And what would be the advantages or pitfalls of this option? All right. Well, Chris, thank you very much for that question. And I think what you're asking is a very logical follow-up where I've talked about your home in the past being plan B if you need extra funds or if you need something for, say, assisted living or long-term care. Well, the logical follow-up to that is, well, how do we access funds from our home? Is it through selling it? Is it through refinancing it? Is it through a reverse mortgage? And that's what we're going to explore today is, is a reverse mortgage a good planning tool and should it kind of be viewed as your plan B if needed? Well, I never like counting on a reverse mortgage as a starting point for most people. There are certainly instances where it does make sense as a starting point, but for most people, I do kind of like to view it as that plan B. But what we want to do today is understand what is a reverse mortgage? How does it work? When might it make sense for your financial strategy? And when should you maybe look to avoid it? So let's start by understanding really what it is, because I think a lot of people have heard the term reverse mortgage, but not a lot of people know exactly how it works. So let's start there. A reverse mortgage very similarly to a traditional mortgage or just like a traditional mortgage allows you to borrow money from the bank using your home as collateral or using your home as security for the loan. Also like a traditional mortgage, when you take out a reverse mortgage or reverse mortgage loan, you still remain full title or you still keep full title to your home. The home stays in your name. And when you take a reverse mortgage, just like a traditional mortgage, you receive the proceeds tax-free. So you're not taxed on that loan that you receive. The loan is repaid when the borrower no longer lives in the home, which is the important part. No longer lives in the home means if you pass away, the mortgage has to be paid off, or if you ever decide or are forced to move out of your home. In order to do so, the mortgage would have to be repaid. So the difference is instead of a traditional mortgage where you take out a loan and you make monthly payments to the bank for 15 or 30 years or whatever the term is, with a reverse mortgage, you take out a loan, but you don't actually make any payments. Now, there's some upfront costs and some other costs, but you're not making payments to pay off the loan. Instead, the interest is accruing and being added to the loan balance. So let's say, for example, I take a reverse mortgage against a home. I couldn't. You have to be 62 years old to do it. But if I did, if I was 62, what happens is I borrow $400,000, let's say, say the interest rate is 6%. Each year, that $400,000 balance, it is growing because that interest rate. So the amount I owe the bank is growing 
as opposed to a traditional mortgage where I take out a loan and that loan actually starts dwindling over time as I pay the bank back. Now, one thing to note is with the reverse mortgage, you are still responsible or you are still required to pay property taxes and homeowners insurance, of course. So don't think of it as something where you get this and your housing costs completely go away. You still pay for property taxes and home insurance. You do have to use the property as your primary residence and you do have to keep the home in good condition. But after that, you're not having to make any payments to the bank on an ongoing basis. So you can probably start to see the appeal of a reverse mortgage is let's assume you're planning for retirement and you realize, well, you know what? I've got this home and I've got a mortgage that's been paid off or maybe very close to paid off. I don't have a whole lot in cash or I don't have as much in retirement funds as I would like to be able to live the lifestyle I want to live. Well, you look around and you realize you do have a pretty substantial net worth. It's just that net worth is your home and that home is illiquid. You can't just take bits and pieces of it to live on. You're living in it. So a reverse mortgage is a way of you borrowing against your home, but unlike a traditional mortgage where you borrow, but then you have to start paying that back, which eats into cash flow, you borrow and you don't pay it back for as long as you're living in your home. Another thing to note is sometimes people don't get a reverse mortgage for liquid funds to live on. They get it to pay off their mortgage. Let's assume just simple example, you've got a million dollar home and you owe $300,000 and you just retired. And you're looking at your situation, you say, okay, you know, I've got social security, I've got a pension, maybe they cover all my needs, but they don't cover my mortgage. So what can I do to get my mortgage paid? I could go get a part-time job, I could go do something else, or maybe I get that reverse mortgage. Maybe I get a reverse mortgage for $300,000, which pays off my existing mortgage balance. So it doesn't actually do anything to my balance sheet, meaning my net worth is still the exact same. I still owe $300,000. The difference is I no longer have to make those monthly mortgage payments. And now that $300,000, it will continue growing. I'm not responsible for paying it back until I move out of my home. But you can start to see why this is attractive. What this does is it either eliminates some of your monthly payments, so it frees up cash flow by paying off a mortgage, or it gives you liquidity, meaning the bank just gives you cash that you can live on and use as part of your retirement income or some combination of the two. That being said, let's look at some reasons why a reverse mortgage might not make much sense for you. The first is you may want to move fairly soon. So timing is going to be important when it comes to taking out a reverse mortgage. If you're looking to relocate at some point, or if you don't intend to stay in your home forever, it could present some risk. When you take that reverse mortgage, you are guaranteed essentially to have a loan balance that is increasing over time. Well, if you know that you want to move at some point, this could potentially present an issue. Let's assume using simple numbers, you have a million dollar home, you have a $500,000 reverse mortgage, and let's assume that you want to move in three years. Well, three years from now, let's assume that we happen to have a housing downturn and your home loses 20% of its value. Well, during that time, the reverse mortgage balance has just been growing. So what starts to happen is your equity in the home is getting compressed during that time. Now, obviously, if your home value goes up faster than the loan balance, your equity keeps growing but there's just not a guarantee of that. So if you know for certain you're going to be moving and if you want to be out at a certain time, understand there's some risk to reverse mortgage because you can sell your home, but you have to pay off that loan before you have access to the rest of the proceeds. 
The ideal scenario for a reverse mortgage is typically when you plan to stay in your home forever. So in other words, you don't ever have to pay that debt. It's just something that will be handled upon your passing. If you know you're going to move, just understand that a reverse mortgage could present some risk to that because it really could compress and even potentially fully eat into all of your equity, leaving with you nothing if you were to sell your home and then move on. Number two, a second reason why it might not work is there's still costs. These costs could be closing costs, maintenance expenses, homeowner's insurance, property tax. So if you're looking at the reverse mortgage as kind of like the savior to get rid of your complete or get rid of all of your home payment, understand the cost to get the mortgage plus still the ongoing costs or property. They're not going to be wiped away. They're still going to be there. It's really just the principal and interest payment of your mortgage. That's what's going to go away. On top of that, if you do start to fall behind on some of your loan payment, or if you do fall behind on homeowner's insurance or property taxes, your loan could get called, meaning you could be forced to pay more of it or all of it right up front or even get pushed out of the home. So there's just some risks there, not necessarily huge risks if you understand how they work. I just know that some people think, oh, this means living is now free. No, you're still paying to live. You still have the property taxes, the maintenance costs. You do have to maintain your home. You have the insurance costs. There's the closing costs of even getting these mortgages. So just make sure you're building that into your plan when you understand what this could look like. The third reason this might not work and probably the biggest reason I see most frequently is is if you hope to pass along your home to your heirs. So maybe you've got children and this is a home that you've been in for a long time and you want to pass it to them. Well, reverse mortgage might help you today because today it's giving you some proceeds to live on. But if you want to leave your home to your kids, whatever the balance of that mortgage is upon your passing, they will either have to come out of pocket with cash to pay off the bank so they can fully retain the home, or they'll just be forced to sell the home and then pay off the mortgage with the difference. So this isn't necessarily a bad thing, and you should never plan for your kids only and kind of sacrifice your retirement and your ability to create income just so that you can leave something to kids. But I do know that a lot of people, specifically with a home, it's important to them to leave something to kids. So I wouldn't say that wanting to preserve the entirety of your home equity for your kids is not to do a reverse mortgage, because again, I fully believe that your financial independence and your retirement security should come first. But If you have other assets and if your goal is to leave something for kids, understand that leaving them the home that has a reverse mortgage tied to it, if they do really want to keep the home, then they might be in a difficult position trying to come out of pocket to pay off that loan balance. Now, obviously, they could always sell the home, pay off the remaining reverse mortgage balance, but there's not the guarantee that they'd be able to keep that property. Now, a lot of people ask when they start to hear this, they say, well, what if the reverse mortgage balance is larger when I pass away? than the home value. Well, if it's a home equity conversion mortgage, you'll often see that abbreviated HECM. If it's a home equity conversion mortgage, then upon the death of the borrower, the loan does become due and payable, but your heirs will never be expected to pay the bank if instead they could just turn over the value of the home. So for example, if you have a home that's worth 500,000 and the mortgage balance is 550,000, your heirs would simply turn over the home to the lender and that would fully satisfy the debt. So there would be no implication on their part or no liability, I should say, on their part if the balance exceeded the home value. Now let's assume the home was worth $500,000 and the mortgage balance is $400,000. Well, in that case, your heirs would have the ability to sell the home, pay off the $400,000 reverse mortgage, and then be left over with $100,000 of equity. 
So that is always an option. Where do I like reverse mortgages? Well, Chris, to your point, I do like it as a plan B. I never like starting with this, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, as a primary strategy, simply because it does kind of lock you in and it could present some risks, especially if the housing value falls and you later want to move out of the home, but the reverse mortgage balance has grown to the point that your equity has been severely compressed. Not likely, but it's always a possibility. So I do like thinking of it as plan B, of if I need this, it's always an option that's available to me. Now, there are some rules around reverse mortgages to how are you eligible, what does it look like, and we'll go over those in just one second here. But the thing that is nice about a reverse mortgage is it gives people a way to take advantage or to live on the equity from what is most people's largest asset, which is their home. So if you don't have the reverse mortgage option or if you aren't borrowing against it, it really just becomes an illiquid asset that doesn't really do much for you because that equity is tied up. That being said, here's the rules and the things that you need to know for a reverse mortgage. Number one, you have to be at least 62 years old to qualify for this. The older you are, the more funds you can receive from a home equity conversion mortgage, which is the most popular type of reverse mortgage. For 2023, the max claim that you can get from a reverse mortgage is $1,089,300. So you can see, you can tap into quite a bit of equity here, but there are that is a, kind of a moving target based upon age and other factors. Number two, the second thing to note is you must live in the home for the life of the reverse mortgage, as we discussed. If you ever leave, you're totally free to do so, but the balance is due. So whatever that reverse mortgage balance is, you would have to pay that off first before having access to any remaining proceeds from the sale of the home. Number three, as I mentioned before, the balance isn't something you make monthly payment towards. So this is the nice and this is the appealing aspect of it. There's no cash flow obligations for having a reverse mortgage. The balloon payment just increases and comes due when you move or when you pass away. So it is on your balance sheet, it is a liability, and it's a growing liability, but as long as you live in your home, it's not due, and it's due upon your passing or whenever you move away. The fourth thing to note is you can still get a reverse mortgage even if you have a current mortgage. In fact, many people, they'll use reverse mortgage for this purpose. They have a $600,000 home, they owe $200,000 on it, they can't afford to make those payments in retirement, so what they'll do is they'll get a $200,000 reverse mortgage, which pays off their existing balance, and now they have the same level of debt, and that debt just starts to grow, but with no payments required for as long as they're in their home. So you can access the proceeds to pay off your existing mortgage, or you could access the proceeds, and it just turns into cash, and you can use that cash to live on. You could use that cash to uh, put into your investment portfolio to create income for you. You could use that cash really for whatever you want, but there are different ways of viewing that. And then number five, you must meet with a Department of Housing and Urban Development, so HUD, HUD, approved reverse mortgage counselor. There's been a lot of bad actors. There's been a lot of people taking advantage of people in the reverse mortgage area, so they'll force you to meet with someone with an approved counselor to make sure that this makes most sense for you. But there are some real planning points that can be used and considered with reverse mortgage. But back to the original question that Chris posed, where do I view this in someone's plan? I typically view it as plan. I like to see, can we create income from pensions and social security and rental property and investments and savings? Can we do all that to create the income that you need? Ideally, the answer is yes. And then you always have your home, your home equity as a fallback. And if that fallback is because you want to live there, if that fallback is because you need to uh, sell it, or if you need to take a reverse mortgage on it, 
it's nice to have that later in life as opposed to almost using all of your resources earlier in retirement and then maybe not having quite the fallback that you did before. So I hope that was helpful. Chris, thank you for the question. Thank you for giving me an excuse to talk about something that we haven't talked about in the first 140 some odd episodes. Thank you to everyone else listening as well. Thank you for those of you that are submitting your questions and I'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a five-star review. And as always, for a list of the notes and the resources mentioned in today's episode, you can find those at the Ready for Retirement website, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. And if you have a question that you would like for me to answer in a future episode, then you can also go to the Ready for Retirement website, readyforretirement.co. There's a page called Submit Your Question where you can submit a question for me to answer in a future episode. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time.